Padres, Dodgers. I just said again, over the past few years, I mean, this this matchup every single time produces to be an electric matchup. Some of the best regular season games I've watched in, in, in the past few years has been Padres versus Dodgers. So hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast. We are here, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. So we have a lots of stuff to get to today. First off, we're going to be talking about Amazon exclusively being the home of five different teams in 2024. There's a report from the New York Post. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk how bad it is if we're being honest with each other. And that whole situation is just crazy. This is a report, again, like two days ago. Um, it, It's crazy. It's genuinely crazy. We're going to talk about it. Then we're going to talk about the Trevor Bauer situation. Um, He's trying to come back to the MLB. I really have not given my opinion on everything going on. I mean, it's a huge part um, and a huge headline for baseball, Trevor Bauer. So I want to talk about that, give my opinion. Then we're going to talk about MLB Rivalry Week. That is a hard word to say. MLB Rivalry Week. Try to say that 10 times. So the NBA's Rivalry Week is this week, actually. So I want to take a look back at what the MLB's Rivalry Week was last year and um, talk about what it has the potential to, how what the changes that I would. And overall, I want to talk about MLB Rivalry Week. And then... We have the question of the day at the end of the podcast, man. So leave a like, subscribe. Also, if you notice that I'm wearing different stuff, I'm in pajamas. I'm re-recording the intro that I made for the for this podcast because the intro that I made like originally, it, it just didn't get the points across. So the intro is one of the more important parts to get people engaged. I want to let y'all know what we're doing. So hopefully this looks better and sounds better. So enjoy the podcast. It's a really, really great episode. So yeah, the, the Amazon Prime. So this is crazy. So actually, the reason I figured this out, because this happened, um, when did this happen? January 17th. That is two days ago. So I was looking up Miami Marlins because you guys saw the report. There was like two or three different reports that the Marlins, everybody but Yuri Perez is available and they're listening on trade offers. So I'm like, what the fuck? I look up Miami Marlins, I see news. And then I see this because they're one of the teams that exclusively reportedly from the New York Post is is going to be exclusively on Amazon Prime. This has something to do with Bali Sports. Um any any NBA fan, NHL, a, a lot of sports fans and American sports fans. Um Bali Sports um fucking runs runs the networks and everybody hates it. Let's be honest with each other. They have a really bad score bug. Um and it's just bad. It's just bad, but they went bankrupt last season i think at like the beginning of the season and um amazon prime uh is poised to stream the games of five major league baseball teams which i think it, i thought it was six okay whatever um this season after extending a roughly a hundred million dollar lifeline to help broadcaster diamond sports which is bully sports emerge from bankruptcy so the five teams or six teams, I'm pretty sure it is six teams, the Detroit Tigers, the Royals, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Tampa Bay, and the Tampa Bay. So only five teams, those five teams, as I just said, are going to be exclusively on Amazon Prime. So that means you'll have to pay $14.99 a month to watch them. Now, we don't know the entire information because I've poised the question of, um, hypothetically, I'm in New York. I want to watch a Marlins versus, I don't know, Mets game on and actually that wouldn't make sense because i would just get on sny but marlins uh red sauce game so um i go over to mlb tv i have mlb tv and then i try to watch it will i be able to watch it through mlb tv and i will have to go over to that streaming platform because if that'll definitely affect me because i would not even be able to watch these five teams play and 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 not digressing from myself how about fans of these actual teams if this actually does happen 
I know some people have like Roku, Fire Stick. It's obviously the new wave. Um, and I think Amazon Prime comes with it. But the baseball market is primarily, not I wouldn't say primarily, but obviously has a lot of diehard older fans. It's a very historic sport. It's at the end of the day, it's America's pastime, baseball. Um, imagine being a 55-year-old man in, in, in um, Miami. Um, you're trying to watch your good old Miami Marlins. Y'all are having a good season. Luis Arise, one of the best hitters of all time. I wouldn't say, I don't know why I said he's best. He's one of my favorite hitters of all time. Um, you're just trying to watch your Marlins. And, and um, oh, I can't watch it. I have to pay $14.99 a month on top of my regular TV that I already have. Um, it, it It's awful. It, it, it's awful, man. And I'm praying that there's a caveat to this. Maybe those people in those markets, Milwaukee, Miami, Detroit, Tampa Bay, maybe they can get it for free or make it some way that they don't have to pay this $14.99 charge every single month just to watch their own team play on top of the regular TV that they have. If you want to watch national broadcasts like Fox, TNC, ESPN, MOB Network. So the MOB is just, it's just not making sense. I mean, obviously there's a money grab. And I mean, I wouldn't say money guy. I mean, this is for Amazon to make money on this baseball and it will work if they, if they actually get the exclusive rights. But um, this is, this is just baseball. This is just MLB being dog shit, straight up, utterly dog shit with marketing their game and making it easier to access for fans. It, it, it's, it's actually mind blowing how bad they are. The past three years has been the dumb. I mean, we have a Peacock. I mean, at least last year, I think it's going away. We had the Peacock Sunday leadoff game. That's a national broadcast on Peacock. We have the Apple TV national broadcast. It fucking sucks. And nobody likes it on Apple TV+. Plus. We're at, at, at the Yankees do this, and then we're getting this. Um, the MOB is so bad with this. Just, like, make it easy for people to watch it. There is no reason for – or I, I just think it's the point of view, like, I, I think the MLB really believes like this is a better way for us to market the game. And this is um, this is going to be better for a lot of fans because this is the new wave. But it's just it's just not it's just not there's so many reasons that I, like but I, I can't even imagine being a fan of this team. And if I actually have to put in $14.99 a month for Amazon Prime specifically just to watch my team play, even though I'm paying for regular TV already. Um, it, it's just awful. It's just really, really awful. So I'm hoping stuff changes. And again, I'm interested to see if MLB TV, how that will work for an out-of-market fan trying to watch this team play. But um, yeah, again, this is just a report. There's nothing official yet. We still have a lot of time yet left. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's really, really weird. So um, yeah, so I want to actually quickly, I didn't say it in the intro, but I want to quickly talk about the Miami Marlins. So um, yeah, there's been some reports. Um, I feel like this has been like the last three years with them, but yeah, they're reportedly looking or willing to take trade offers. Luis Arise, Sandy Alcantara, um, anyone but Eurocrest, literally anybody but Eurocrest, we're willing to trade. And it's just feeling more and more likely that either a Luis, tra a Luis Arise trade is happening, Sandy Alcantara trade, any of their top players, it, it just feels like more and more likely Jazz Chislam. Imagine the Marlins trade Jazz. That would be weird. I feel like that's, I, I, I'm I trying to like debate, like would it actually make sense? Because I feel like the Marlins, um, don't you guys remember, I think it might've been last year or two years ago, like they were refusing to bat Chaz, Jazz Chisholm leadoff. They were batting him like sixth or seventh, even though he was literally their best player. Um, it just feels like the Marlins in some ways kind of don't like Jazz Chisholm Jr. as much as everybody else likes him. But um, the Marlins, are they going to make a mistake? Now, 
Um, I mean, obviously getting rid of Luis Arise, um, you're losing one of your best players. But um, in some situations for teams, trading your best player or trading a high-end player when he is hypothetically Luis Arise is getting paid uh, is an unrestricted free agent in two years. Um, it, it could be smart in some sense, but specifically for Luis Arise and mostly any of these other, other guys, I really think it would be an awful move for the, the Marlins franchise. And I think it would put them back severely. And I don't think there's really um, a way. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, there is a way out because we don't know what the trade package is. You could get a stud back, but I just think in general, I don't think they should do it. And I don't think it makes sense for the timeline that the Marlins are in. The fact that you traded Pablo Lopez, a one-for-one deal for Luis Arise, um, it, I, 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 like, and you, and you trade Luis Arise now after coming off of a historic year where he was batting 400 through half the season, and he ended up batting like what 356. One of the best hitters in the entire game. He's 24, I'm pretty sure, or 25 years old, and you're going to trade him. That that's the type of stuff. Like, I, I just can't get behind. I, I, I know Luis Arise definitely has value. And but I, I just don't see why the Marlins would be doing this. I, I think they have a really good young team. They made the playoffs last year. I think they have a lot of guys coming up. This young pitching staff is still very, very good. And I think in the next two or three years is the time when the Marlins actually become a legit team. And you're going to trade it to, to digress and go into another quote unquote rebuild. It's just, it's just, it's just a, re a revolving cycle, and you're never going to be competitive if you have this type of mindset for the Marlins. So, um, yeah, it does feel like they're going to make a mistake. I, I actually, I wouldn't say it feels like they're going to make a mistake, but if these reports are true and they are actually listening on trade offers, um, it, it, I don't think it's going to end well, really, for the Marlins. So, um, yeah, let me know, man, Marlins fans, if y'all have any comment on this. I mean. Again, nothing's official. I mean, they haven't even, we haven't even heard any reports that like, oh yeah, Luis Rise, they're working on a trade to the San Diego Padres, to the Baltimore Orioles. We haven't heard anything like that, but um, yeah, there's been lots of reports. So I, I mean, the lots of reports, something probably is true, but we'll see how the Marlins play next year. Again, I like the Marlins a lot. Jesus Sanchez, stud, Jazz Chisholm, um, potentially re-signing Jorge Soler. I think you could potentially get him on a value deal. He had a great year for you last year. I would love for Jorge Soler to go back to the Marlins. I really, I think Jorge Soler is honestly an underrated player. So now, now let's move on to the Trevor Bauer situation. I want to give my opinions on um, Trevor Bauer. So, I, I mean, there's a lot to dive into. There's, I, I actually have no notes on this. So I'm, this is all off the top of the head. And this is a controversial topic. Everybody has their own different opinions. You can have yours. I can have mine. And again, this is a criminal investigation this is not even baseball talk, which is something that I hate having. I hate, I mean, we're talking sports here. We're talking baseball, the best game in the world. And we're talking about criminal charges. And we have to having to have debates about this. Is it morally right? Is it morally wrong? Is it actually happened? Did he actually do this? It, it, it just sucks, man. But to give the rundown, um, obviously, most people know what Trevor Bauer did. I think in 2021 or maybe 2022, accused of sexually assaulting a woman. And over the last year or two, there was charges i mean trials all that stuff lawyer stuff and he was proved um i don't know if he was proved not guilty but the charges were dropped and um the evidence showed that it most likely was a false accusation now i'm not trying to say that it was a false accusation it wasn't because at the end of the day nobody knows if it actually was other than trevor bauer and the other person nobody actually knows it i mean we weren't actually there but from the evidence that i was shown I would like to assume that it was a false accusation and I don't think he actually did it. But again, I wasn't there. So I, I, I don't know. And I don't condone any actions that 
um, Trevor Bauer potentially could have done and that they're accusing him of. I would never do that. But um, yeah, so Trevor Bauer, he's trying to come back to baseball. He obviously pitched in Japan last year. Actually pitched a lot better than a lot of people thought. And I'm pretty sure currently, um, I heard this from Chris Rose. I, again, this is just from Chris Rose. I was watching JM Baseball. He said that he still has two pending charges of different sexual assaults. That is still ongoing. So I, I don't want to comment on that because, again, I don't know the information and there hasn't been any yes or no. Or like, again, I don't know any of the information. I wasn't actually there in the situation. So I, I, I don't want to comment on that. But from what I saw in the first accusation, the one with I think the girl was named Lindsay Hill, it did point the evidence towards that it was a false accusation and that Trevor Bauer was wrongly accused, wrongly. His image was um, what's it called when your image gets taken down? And, it, and he didn't do it. And it was, I mean, any, any type of false accusation, especially in this type of manner for a professional athlete is, is, is degrading. It is one of the worst things that could ever happen. to I think anybody in life in general, so false accusations are awful. And again, the first one pointed and the evidence shows that it most likely is a false accusation. So I think based on that, I, I, I do think Trevor Bauer has the the right and deserves to pitch in baseball and everything that I've seen. I've watched a lot of interviews. I watched, I think it was a WFAN interview. It was um, two Mets guys or two New York guys. It was a New York like uh, radio station and they interviewed Trevor Bauer and everything that he said in, in the interview made me think that did Trevor Bauer make mistakes? Yes. But did he actually sexually assault someone? And does he deserve to be held back from the MLB? In my opinion, I, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, and again, this is just my opinion. You can have your opinion. Trevor Bowers, again, he has an image that he created himself, which I think is important to, to talk about. And when you watch Trevor Bauer talk, um, he really does, I think, take action because he was like going, I mean, the amount of stuff that he said about Rob Manfred and the MLB, there's a reason that they did not like him. There was a reason that a lot of reporters did not like Trevor Bauer because he talked a lot. He did a lot of stuff that made a lot of the public eye dislike Trevor Bauer. But I think there's a few things about Trevor Bauer. I don't think, again, he's, I don't think he's a, a bad person. I don't think he has ill intent. Um, again, this is just from the evidence that I know. And again, I, I don't really actually know Trevor Bauer the person, so I, I, I can't speak on it. But everything that I've seen from Trevor Bauer, I don't think he is a bad person. I think he does deserve to get pit, to pitch again. I think it was a false accusation. And um, I think the image that Trevor Bauer has is 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 rightly had, and I think you should have that uh, like opinion on him. But I don't think um, if you told if you told someone before any of the sexual assaults, because that's what especially Chris Rose. I was watching the Chris Rose rotation, or I'm sorry, JM Baseball, Plouffe uh, and Chris Rose talking, and Chris Rose was saying before the sexual assault charges, I would not want Trevor Bauer on my team just because of his persona, persona and personality which is something that I, I just can't get behind at all. I, I really don't. I don't think, I mean, first of all, you're not, you're not personally like entwined with Trevor Bauer. You've never actually talked to him. Second of all, to, to say that I just think it's false. There's no way that in 2021, before any of this happened, I know Trevor Bauer has done some stuff, but to say that he's not an ultra competitor, he's not just a dog who wants to play baseball and, and that's it. And he's an ultra competitor Um, to say that you wouldn't want him on his team because he is, a little bit like crazy about baseball, which most baseball players are. Um, and the stuff that he's done, I just think is wrong. And I don't think Trevor Bauer again is, is I don't think he's as 
um, the persona around him. It, it, it's a it's a tough situation to talk about, but in general, I I don't know how to express it, but I do think Trevor Bauer deserves to get another shot in the big leagues. I think he will, um, in, in a lot of ways, redeem himself. I think he's very very smart. Um, when you watch him talk, I think he really knows everything that happened. I think he knows why the public does not like him. I think he knows what he needs to do to gain the public's trust again. And I think he knows what to do with himself. Um, I, I really think it was the whole situation was just Trevor Bauer being a little bit reckless and not just not being smart as a, as a younger person with um, a lot of money. So yeah, that, I mean, it's a controversial as hell topic. And again, I don't even know if I really got all the points that I wanted to get across, but I'd love to hear your guys' opinion. Actually, I don't know if I would love to hear. Everyone's going to have their own different opinion. I understand why. And again, I just want to preface that I really do not condone anything. Um, there's tons of baseball players, Marcelo Zuna, Roldis Chapman, Domingo Herman. They pitched in the MLB after doing significantly and actually doing worse stuff than Trevor Bauer. I'm not, I'm not condoning them to actually pitch, but... I, I do think Trevor Bauer did get wrong, um, wrong done by the MLB having the longest suspension in baseball history for at this current moment, a false accusation that was against him. So that's just my opinion. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion in the comments down below. So now let's talk about MLB rivalry week. Um, so the NBA is doing their rivalry week today, or I'm sorry, this week where all the rivals in one week are going at each other. There's a lot of national broadcasts. And it's a cool event, man. It could be cool. You get some close games. You get some intense games. And the MLB did it last year. So um, I want to talk about some of the matchups that they did last year, how they did the event, um, how they broadcasted the event, how they advertised it, and overall how it went last year and how I think they should do it and could approach it in 20, 2024. So um, let me actually, hold on. Let me quickly share my screen for you guys real quick. All right, so this article was made May 1st and... MLB rivalry week pretty early in the season, which I do like. I do like. I think they potentially should maybe, maybe think about doing two rivalry weeks. The MLB season is a very, very long season, four to five months. I think doing one beginning of the season like they did last year, then potentially one maybe in September. I, I think that would be crazy, man. Imagine in a full MLB rivalry week when the playoffs are getting down to the nitty gritty spots are being, uh, uh, playoffs are being clinched uh eliminations like that would be lit that would be really really cool so i think they potentially could be doing too but um let's look at what they did last year so the first matchup that they have um in mlb rivalry week can we just please preface that we have the pirates and the rays <laughs> we have the pirates and the rays um yeah i mean these teams obviously at the time the pirates we know how good of an april they had 29 so they were the two best teams in baseball record wise at the time it's so crazy that the Pirates were 29 at the time, but when the MLB is only 220, only 220 win teams face off, the storyline writes itself. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, look, it, it is a cool matchup, but I think uh, considering it is a rivalry week, I I don't I don't love the match. I'm going to be honest with you. Diamondbacks, Rangers, um, only a two-game series, and actually um, a little preview of the 2023 World Series. Who would have thought? That's pretty crazy. And look, the storyline, it's fair to call this the Surprise Series. Um, and it was surprising that they were both in the World Series. That's actually really, really funny. Then we have the Dodgers-Padres, which is a matchup that I think um, has to be has to be on rivalry. Week. It has to be. I know the Padres disappointed last year, but the atmosphere that San Diego and LA bring to this matchup is unmatched. The star power still I know the Padres are losing a lot of guys, but still Tatis, Machado, you got Xander Bogarts, Hassan Kim. Um, 
I, I it's exciting. It's exciting. The Padres have a really um again star power team, and I think the Padres fans really really care about it. And I think this uh, is is a staple matchup in my opinion uh, for MLB rivalry week. So what the MLB potentially could do next year to make this better. So I already talked about how they potentially could be doing two rivalry week series. Uh, one beginning of the year, one end of the year. I think that would be really, really great. And then some of the matchups that potentially could be done. And I think also another reason why they should be two times is because there's lots of different rivalries. <laughs> I cannot fucking say ri rivalry. I cannot, I cannot say rivalry. Um, this is I literally the entire. I think I said rivalry. We. I'm like talking like I'm four years old. So um, yeah. There's a lot of different matchups that could be done. You could say the Giants and the Dodgers. The the, the Dodgers and the Padres. You could say the Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays. You could say uh, Stroh's Mariners, Stroh's Rangers, Mariners, Rangers. Like there's so many different matchups that actually could be had. So um, some matchups that I think has to be a staple of rivalry week. Every single time we do this, this has to be the matchup. And it has to be a big, a big deal. Like all these matchups are going down one week. And, and we really need to make it like a, a legit thing. So Red Sox-Yankees has to be a staple. It has to be a staple. The best rivalry, you could argue in sports history, historic rivalry. We know what this matchup is. Uh, even when the teams are not the best, it's still Yankees-Red Sox. Padres-Dodgers, I just said again, over the past few years, I mean, this, this matchup every single time produces to be an electric matchup. Some of the best regular season games I've watched in, in, in the past few years has been Padres versus Dodgers. So a really, really great matchup, a ton of star power. And I know the Dodgers and Giants have a really good historic rivalry. And I still I think it would be good for rivalry week, which is why I think they should do two rivalry weeks. So then we have the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves. Any combination of those three matchups playing would be very, very good. Very, very good. Mets, Braves, Phillies, Braves, Phillies, Mets. Like, those are really, really good rivalries in the NL East. Then we have the Astros, Mariners, Rangers, any any combination of those three teams as well facing off. Then we have the Angels and the Athletics. I know it's not like right now those teams aren't that good, but uh, historically, two California teams, they've always been kind of a little bit of a rivalry there. We have the Cubs Cardinals. That's a pretty good rivalry. The Cubs Brewers. We just need to get a ton of these matchups one week, or I think they do one week right now. You could potentially, I think one week, having it just in one week would actually maybe be smart um, or just doing it for a series one time. And then or I think actually, no, I'm sorry. I think a week would actually be good. I think extending it throughout the entire week. So have Padres Dodgers Monday through Thursday, Red Sox Yankees, uh, a Friday through Saturday, Sunday, like like that type of thing. Extending it throughout the week would be really, really good. But yeah, I think the MLB has a lot of potential. I think they did it pretty solidly last year. I already went over the matchups, but um, I mean, it wasn't the best. And I, I, I do think MLB could really do well with this in 2024. We're going to see how it plays out. Hopefully they execute and, and, it, and it becomes a big event. These types of events are the things baseball really, really needs and it's something that I'm really advocating for. So um, I, that that's really what, I mean, I, I, this is the stuff type of stuff that really only matters to me as a baseball absolute nerd who watches it every single day. But um, yeah, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for all the, I just want the season to fucking start. I really do, man. We're in fucking mid-January. We need the regular season to start. We need it, man. So now let's move on to the question of the day. Question of the day, the best part of the podcast this should be its own video. I'm actually going to have it as its own video. 
in today because I'm going to split up these different segments of the podcast into its own different videos. So question of the day, welcome, welcome to the best part of the podcast, man. We do this every single podcast and it's just a question of the day. So what is, I'm sorry, drumroll please for the question of the day. What is your go-to Chipotle bowl? This is a very open-ended question. Um, or actually, I'm not gonna hold it to just a bowl. I think you could argue burrito. If you're a, if you're a burrito guy, you're a burrito guy. It's valid. It's very very good. But me personally, I'm a bowl guy. So, what's your go-to Chipotle bowl? So, it's actually pretty tough because recently it, it has changed for me a little bit. I've always been a chicken guy. When they had the chicken al pastor, which by the way they've removed for some reason. Chipotle, man. Why, why do y'all be doing this, man? Y'all y'all be adding some stuff. Oh my God, it's really, really good. It's more expensive as well. And then not two months later, gone. Like, like why'd you remove the chicken al pastor? But um, I've always been a chicken al pastor or just regular chicken guy. But over the past month, they added a new thing. Carne asada, I think it's called steak. And dude, it is so good. The steak is so good. It's got like this lime um, uh, flavoring to it, spicing to it. It's very, very good. So I get, um, this is just recently, carne asada, white rice, black beans. Obviously, you always have to do that. Then you get the green salsa. Green salsa is so underrated. And the thing is, I don't see a lot of people doing it. Very, very good. A very good spice to it. I think it adds a lot to the Chipotle bowl. Then... And we're talking to my like best bowl ever. You got to add guac to it. I know the guac is expensive and I've been holding back on the guac just because it's like $3. And especially if you add it to the steak, if you get steak, which is more expensive than the chicken, and then you add guac to it, 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 it turns out to be like $15. And you're just like, damn, like I know it's only like nine or $10 Chipotle. So I, I normally don't get those two together, but we're going for my best ever Chipotle bowl. So guacamole. Um, and then what else? Maybe some uh, cheese. And, and yeah, that's really it. That's really it. Maybe some lettuce in there. And yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' Chipotle bowls. I think, again, chicken, rice, beans, guac, salsa, you're chilling. Like really, man, you're chilling. Chipotle slaps. Uh, you can't get Chipotle, I feel like, too often. Um, even though Mikhail Bridges apparently gets it every single day, which I think is a lie. I genuinely think it's a lie. I mean, I, I definitely think he gets it very, very often. But there's no way, bro. There's no way you go out. Because you would have to go out of your way to get it every single day. Every single day is so much, man. When do you, when do you have time to eat all this Chipotle? Um, so, yeah, man. Chipotle slaps. Um, you can't get it. Like, how often do y'all be getting Chipotle, man? I'd be getting it probably, um, I would say, two to four weeks. I would say. I think that's actually very good. I think this is very good. I think probably two 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 uh, one time every two weeks or one time every four weeks anytime in between but yeah leave a like man subscribe if you guys did enjoy this podcast or this question of the day i'd appreciate if you guys um leave a like subscribe and, and yeah i appreciate y'all